<laughs> oh yeah? <laughs> Do not attempt to adjust your programming. You are now listening to... Bindies and A little further. A little further. <laughs> A little further. Ooh. Welcome in to B Movies and Beyond. Don't adjust that dial. You heard oh, it sorry. in the intro. <laughs> I meant the listeners. <laughs> if you adjust that dial, you won't be able to hear us. And that's not good. It is episode 284. We're at the end of June. I can't believe we're already through June already, Ryan. It's crazy. Already? Good. Yeah, you heard the you're further, done June? The further away from 2020 that we can get, the better. What do you say? I agree. I mean, this is probably yeah. like the first year that's actually been somewhat, you know, pretty normal, right? I mean, normal, like, kind of <laughs> movie releases, right? normal let's say let's just relate it to movies it's been pretty normal for movies i would say we've had it's, it's like a standard season it's becoming more standard yeah we're getting there i mean you know movies like light light are still not doing well which would have been an awesome movie before covid <laughs> why <laughs> what <laughs> why do you because think it would be an awesome movie before covid <laughs> Um, because the, the, the lack of people going to movie theaters, I don't think they would have cared. Hmm. I don't, I mean, I feel like people are going out still. So Lightyear just sucked. I, yeah, I just think they picked a. I mean, I don't know what a typical like Father's Day weekend like movie t- like you know box office. Yeah, top. But again, so if you're a dad, what movie would you pick? Lightyear or Top Gun? Which one has the most girl on girl kissing? Oh, is that what happens in Lightyear? Barely. But <laughs> yes, that is a controversy of Lightyear. There's 10 seconds of, and I think it's just because they're older. 10 seconds? No, I want that is a long time if you think about it. (laughs) I was like, what are they they making out? Or just a a really long smooch? Like just just, the mm, longest, like two just like old people lips, and then just like the string of saliva just going. (laughs) They pull a a cruel intention. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that would have been. I don't know. Maybe that's what drove dads away. They didn't want to see animated girl and girl action. I don't know. <laughs> and they don't even look like girls. They look like cartoon characters. Yeah, and I think that's the issue. They want to guys want to see real girls, right? They should just have real girls just making out in the background of Lightyear. That would have been the most Father's Day movie of all time. Yeah, would it probably would have made more money then. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so I take you've seen Lightyear. Make a no, I haven't seen Lightyear. I've just seen the controversy <laughs> behind Lightyear, which is not that much controversy. I'm torn. Do I watch Lightyear or Black Phone? Ooh, Black Phone. 
There's what just, are you doing later? Do you want to go see Black Phone? Uh, I will be going... I'll be in bed, <laughs> more than likely. I do really want to go see that movie, though. I, I've heard good things about it, so... Um, I heard it takes place in our hometown. Yep. That's kind of crazy to think about. Kind of creepy, because it's based off true events, right? My phone's black. No, my phone's gold now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, black kids. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Whoa. Hey, buddy. You okay there? Yeah, dude, it's fine. What, what are you drinking on? That cheese, that was a little oh, aggressive. Uh, Lone Tree Brewing Co. Red Ale. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Far south. Lone Tree? Yeah, it's pretty good, though. Yeah. Imported all the way from Lone Tree. <laughs> well, Peter. Ryan. You want to get into we got a good episode coming up. Uh, well, let's start off how we normally do with a, a quick question, huh? <gasps> what? Yeah. Hell? See, that was the cue. Why? I have so many questions. Peter. Ryan. <laughs> we always come up with our questions right before we show our faces. Because... I forget two segments nowadays. It's quick question, and lately it's been advertising. But uh, yeah, we tend to uh, forget that one. Oh shit, man! You're on top of that ticker. Damn. <laughs> I was working on it. I was working on it. Uh, go ahead. Have a quick Ask question for us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Do it. We've talked about this a lot on our podcast episodes, but uh, we always see trends in movies, and for the longest time it's been comic book movies and you know whatnot, but I want to ask, what subgenre of movies needs to make a strong comeback? And you know, you know what I mean by uh, subgenre, right? Yes, like, like if it's horror, like horror with zombies or vampires or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Like Avatar. Avatar is like a, a weird VR movie with blue aliens. Like <laughs> subgenre of VR movies. <laughs> I didn't know VR movies was its own genre. <laughs> it's going to be soon. It's going to be the new 3D. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine going to a movie theater and you have to put on a VR headset? I. Oh man. If they ever go that route, I'm going to be screwed, man. Like I can only wear like. One of those VR sets for like about a you know a half an hour until I start getting like a headache and feeling ill. Um, that sounds like a, a you problem. Well, I mean, That's how yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a like everybody kind of problem. But that would be kind of cool though to you know be in the movie and be able to look around and look at you want look at what you want to. The only thing though, like I feel like I'd be like looking at something dumb and I'd miss like the really exciting parts. Right. Like that's the bad part about VR is you can't control people to look at the correct stuff. So. Direct the, the point of view. Like if something important is happening and you're like wandering or off and the, for Top Gun like if Top Gun came out with this 
4DX experience and like as they get into the jets, they had these scenes where they're like, okay, put your headset on. And you put your headsets on, and then you could be in the cockpit just like Tom Cruise. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Being in the cockpit of the airplane, that'd be pretty nice. Yeah, because now you're you're or like like Star Wars or something. You put like in a space movie, you put yourself again cockpit, and you can just see everything. That would be pretty sweet. I like That's that. That's how they should make those movies. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that one hundred percent. Okay, so subgenre. Back to our quick question. Which subgenre needs to make a comeback? In your opinion. Oh man. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Is that a subgenre? <laughs> I'll take it. I don't even care. I'll take that a hundred percent. How about just mutants? Mutants. <laughs> I don't know. How do you say anthropomorphic? Oh, the anthropomorphic, anamorphic, and yeah. anamorphic type of movies featuring martial arts and some sort of reptilians. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but then that's when you get the toads, though, instead, <laughs> or like the sharks. Mm. Hey, I'm okay with that. Uh, that was never. Yeah, just street sharks just needs to make a comeback. I don't know why we don't have street sharks. What if we uh, we should find all those toys, get a green screen, we get green suits, and we'll make our own movie using the action figures. I am one hundred percent down on making our own street shark movie. Okay, that's the subgenre. Again, that goes with the mutants. More yeah. mutants, like. You, you know, I'm talking about like, like the fly. I feel like that's a mutant. Um, I, maybe it's more like a creature feature. Maybe that's what I'm missing, man. Like, I want some more creature features. I don't feel like there's enough out there. That's a good subgenre. Creature features, like, like, um, would you consider like the Invisible Man a creature? No, especially not no. the the remake. No. I do not consider that a creature. And okay, it's so like one. a werewolf, but like, um, you know, no, I don't mean. I don't even think werewolf fits into that. That's kind of its own little thing. Like I, I'm talking about, like, um, uh, what's what's a fun one? I don't know. Uh, Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare, sure, sure. How are uh, the duck? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of fits into that too. There's a few different <laughs> subgenres of the uh, or the duck. Oh man, I'm trying to think of a good creature feature. Um, uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, isn't uh, uh? Oh man, why can't I think of the name of that? Hellboy. What's that? No, what's that one that we did? Is it flesh? No, it's not flesh. Leather. No. Ooh, Slither, though. I think that's a creature feature. I like that. Um, Slither's a good one. Oh, man, I'm I'm really pissed off at myself that I can't think of this stupid thing. Who's in it, uh, Peter? It, it's no... Oh, uh, Jason Muse is in it. It's it's one of those ones that... Remember that, sh- that show that like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon used to do 
where they, um, you know, they would like compete and whoever won would get uh, to make their movie. Flesh. It is flesh. Right? Now I'm feast. myself again. Feast! Thank you. Feast. Okay. Feast. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I want stuff like that. Um, man, if I was more prepared, I'd be able to... Like, I even put Sasquatch in there. There's some pretty good, cool Sasquatch movies. Um, Dude, we need to have a good Sasquatch movie. That is a very good point. Like, there hasn't really been a movie about Sasquatch. There's been a, there was a little bit of time where, uh, like, a few of them came all out at once. Because uh, maybe, like, the people that did Blair Witch, they came out with one. Um, even Bobcat, uh, Gulthwaite, Gulthwaite, whatever his name is, you know. Goldfish? He... Yeah, Bobcat Goldfish. He made one too. That was like found footage. Like, there's a few out there that were actually pretty decent. Um, Dude, I'm a liar. There's the man who killed Hitler in the Bigfoot, Primal Rage, Willow Creek, Exists, Valley of the Sasquatch, Missing Link, and the all time number one movie of Sasquatch ever, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Strange Wilderness. Yeah, there's a lot of movies about Sasquatch. I forgot about all these. Yeah, but it's been a while, though. So, like, I mean, would you call that? That's its own some uh, subgenre, right? That maybe that's what needs to come back. Creatures in the Woods. <laughs> yeah, Creatures in the Woods subgenre. Uh, what about you? Creatures from the Sea. Mine is, um, wow, mine was just pretty simple. I think we need more uh, zombie movies. I think we need more. Hordes of zombie movies, like just onslaught attacks, of like twenty eight days later, twenty eight weeks later, like I think those need to make a comeback. Did you ever see um, if, World War Z? Are you talking about yeah, those types of hordes? Yeah, yeah, that was like two thousand thirteen, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while, but I mean, like that was like massive hordes. Like the whole idea of that was like these zombies climbed on top of each other to get to places yeah see i, I want i want george a romero style zombie movies again like dawn of the dead like uh, survival i don't want them in a tv show i don't need the 345s i want like just a good old like this happens here's the zombies run survive yeah it's I feel like, yeah, you're kind of right. Most zombie movies have kind of gone to the, the small screen instead of big screen. So. Yeah. Um, I, I like all kinds of good zombie movies, like even romantic ones or, or, you know, gory ones or funny ones or, you know, ones where they learn. Sea creatures need to make a comeback, Peter. I'm surprised you didn't pick that one. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think that just kind of goes in with creature features, but sh- yes, of course, there needs to be Especially more with creatures. Like real life events that there was a underground, underwater volcano that erupted, and there was mutant lava sharks that were bred. Oh, it's just a matter of time before they make that movie. You just know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought that was a title for a movie. I was like, oh, that sounds like an awesome movie to watch. I was like, oh wait, that's not. That's happening soon on sci-fi. 
Oh, dude, I totally thought it was a, a, a joke. I thought it was like a movie, like promo. <laughs> so, all right, should we move on? I think we shall. All right. I'm going to hit the button. Here are some exciting coming attractions from so ryan did you watch these trailers peter not only did i watch them but i watched them as i was setting up the podcast (laughs) that's good so you're well you're ready um so this this first one uh is called the invitation uh and uh, we were just actually kind of talking about this for like subgenres and like not seen enough. And I was, I did, I first said but, uh, vampires, but we actually have a trailer for a, a vampire movie. I think that's what kind of sparked my question about this is this is the first time we've seen something vampire related in a long time. I, well, that's not, that's not totally true. I mean, how how far do you have to go be in between like that type of movie before you're like oh man that's too long because like just last year like around October man there there's a few different uh vampire movies um uh like going on to like streaming services does it count if it goes directly to a streaming service peter well, because if that's the case there's a lot of movies on shutter that are coming out that fit all of these categories that we had questions on that's a good point. So we're saying like a wide release, and that's what we want. We want like a bigger budget, wide release. We want to see it on the big screen. Yeah, I. Tom Cruise said it best. I think I sent this to you in a text, but Tom Cruise thanked people for going to see movies, and he was. And now I put it on Twitter. I was like, "Hey, you know what? This is important. This guy cares about his craft enough." And a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise, and I just I don't get it. Like. I understand he was kind of weird at some point, but the dude is still weird. And but he loves his fans and he loves what he does. Still weird, uh, but I'll, I'll take I'll take his craft. You know, I'll take his enthusiasm, his passion, his his um, drive for wanting. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that was a text. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, say what you want about Tom Cruise. I mean, the guy is he is dedicated to making movies and the best possible movies he he can. And sometimes it doesn't always go, you know, very well, like like the Mummy remake. But he really tried hard. Uh, they were like, "Hey, we have a terrible movie. How do we make this cool?" Well, I could tell him about all the stunts I did. <laughs> but it is kind of cool, right? I like seeing that stuff. That's one of the things I like about him. Um, anyways, the invitation, Tom Cruise will be happy. This is coming exclusively to theaters uh, August 26th. And um, this is, it kind of reminded me like a weird uh, cross between Ready or Not. And mm-hmm. and vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. 
<laughs> so it's like ready or not, but with vampires, like that's what I got from it. Like, and I, I personally feel like they kind of, they might've shown a little bit too much in this trailer because the whole idea is that there's this, they find this, this girl, she gets invited to go to like this kind of mansion for like a, like a weekend getaway. Right. With all these rich people. And yeah, because she, um, she found that they're her bloodline and she did like a 23 oh. and me DNA testing and found out like, Oh, I don't have any ancestors, but here's a super white guy. Yeah. And so then they get there. It's supposed to be like this wedding. What you already find out about this, which I kind of have to say, like, I'm going to say spoiler alert already for this. And if anyone, if if you don't want this movie kind of ruined already, don't watch this trailer for the invitation. Uh, I think you should go see it based off the idea that it looks like it's ready or not with vampires, but it is the girl turns out to be like, they want to marry her to this guy. And then all of a sudden the big reveal that they're all vampires and they're slitting throats and drinking blood. And then you get some flashes of her, like fighting her out of it. Like that's right. That's the gist of this trailer, right? Yeah, um, I kind of agree with you. They told too much. Yeah, like I, I was intrigued already. They should have done a lot of just quick flashes and let me figure out the rest of it. You know, when I watch it, but uh, and all vampires and little flashes of blade. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be great if Blade showed up. Man, that's how she escapes. Um, Wouldn't that be funny if that was like Marvel's way of introducing Blade? Just like release all these <laughs> random like vampire movies and Blade like peeks out at the corner at each one of them. That would be the most fourth wall breaking character ever. That would. I wonder if, the, if, if Fox owns this. I mean, or uh, uh, Disney does. I mean, they own everything. So probably. But um, I would do it, dude. If I was in the marketing department for this movie, I'd be like, okay, let's make a cool vampire movie. But like every once in a while, show uh, Blade walking around. He's like, what? Why? I'd be like, don't worry, it's it's marketing. People yeah. watch the shit out of it. They'd be like, Where's the blade scene? It's like the light year thing. Where's the light year kiss? It's like it's like ten seconds long. <laughs> That's true. Ten seconds of blade in each one of these vampire movies. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I it looks cool to me, and I'm gonna go see it. I'll be honest, I probably won't go see it in the movie theaters, even though I know I sh- probably should. Uh, it's you know just, what, Peter? I'll give you a, a pass on this one. I don't I'll think you can see this in the movie theaters. You don't think so? Dude, no, there's I something. Mean, I would, to be honest with you, I want to see it, but I don't think I would make the effort to go to see a movie theater, which I know I just got done hyping up Tom Cruise and like going to the movie theater and watching this, but... <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Tell me like be honest like has there ever been like a movie where you're just like man i wish i didn't go see that in the movie theater avatar 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 is the one that you had to go see in the movie theater because when i walked out of there i realized that's the only time i would ever watch this movie any other time i don't think i'd ever watch this movie but i guess that's that's my point though is if somehow you watch that like just at home first, I don't even know if you'd finish the movie. Right? Like you understand what I'm saying? Like I actually like, do quite the opposite. I, I turn it off when I know it's on TV. Um I think you're still making my point. <laughs> it's that yeah. when you're at home, 
you're more like you're more prone to like oh this is kind of dumb you don't give things a chance and you just turn off things right uh mm-hmm. you know when you actually go to the movie theater like it's it's the whole experience i mean that's the whole reason why like like actually okay i i have a uh, answer to my question is the one movie that I, I think I saw that I was just pissed off that I actually was try to pay money for it. And that was, uh, no, I got two. Damn it. Okay. I'm wrong on my question. <laughs> okay. Movie theaters doesn't always make things better. <clears throat> I try to see the remake of the fog. Did not like that movie theaters. I also watched the spirit movie. Not that not good. And so that was a big waste of money. So yes, there is sometimes where some movies are cannot even be saved by being released in the movie theater. But I will say, maybe in general, most movies I'd say are probably more enjoyable seen on the big screen, right? Because it's more of an experience. Would you agree with me? Yes, okay. I would agree with you. All right. Um, you have my this, blessing, Peter. Thank you. This next trailer, though. I don't need to go see it on a movie theater. I, just, I can already tell. Actually, I don't even want to talk. No. Actually, these next two trailers, it's just the summoned. I just I have know. I have one point for this one. Okay. I thought it was just like the same movie as uh, The Invitation. The summoned? Minus vampires. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just more out in the forest area and dirt roads and shit. Um yeah, I kind of got that too. It was kind of weird. And then they just kept on re-showing Shovel going into dirt, which there's going to be some digging in this movie, apparently. Um, they better dig themselves out of a box, box office slump. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Like, how, I don't even know how to describe that movie. Like, I really don't even know what I saw. It looks just kind of like well, a thriller, a psychological thriller, maybe. Well, I'll just tell you, Peter, I don't care to see it in theater. And then, last but not least, are you ready for it? You got to yes. keep up on the ticker on the bottom, Peter. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. I get distracted by other things. I know. Uh, I know. The other one is uh, The Wrong Place, which I'm confused because didn't Bruce Willis, when he had his memory, make a movie called Wrong Turn? Or... No, that was another movie. What was that one movie where he it was super bloody and he was just killing people with his left-handed gun? This left city? His left-handed gun? No, he was like left-handed in the movie, and they're like, that's how they hard kill. I'm sorry, it was hard kill. No, it wasn't hard <laughs> kill. The fuck what movie? Death Wish, Death Wish. That's what oh. Eli Roth. I guess I didn't realize he was left-handed in that. Well, I don't think you watched the movie. I it's been a while, but okay. I mean, I for wrong turn, quick description. Bruce wrong Willis place. Oh, wrong place. <laughs> you confuse me. Wrong place. Bruce Willis ends up being in the wrong place at the wrong time and stops some guy from killing another guy or and he gets uh, taken to jail and that just he messed with the wrong people and now they're all after him and that's the whole premise of the the, the movie um 
I think what I'm mostly blown away by with this is the fact that I, I thought Bruce Willis was done making films. Like, how does he keep on having a new film come out like every single month? Dude, he's been making movies since he was like 19 years old. They they just have him. <clears throat> Dude, he has four more movies coming out. Oh, but here's a sad thing. Oh my gosh, dude. Dude, everything is direct to video. Oh, yeah. Ever since 2011. Yeah, he's just been making direct to video. From 2011? This list right here. Well, let's see. That's not true. His first direct to video movie was Assassination of a High School President. And then he was making Red. Uh, Expendables, Looper, G.I. Joe, and then The Prince, Vice, Extraction, Precious Cargo, Martyrs, then Once Upon a Time in Venice, First Kill, Act of Violence, Death, uh, not Death, but Reprisal, Airstrike, and then there, the rest of them are all just, dude, he became the Nicolas Cage of actors. Yeah. Um, he really did, but I got to say, I mean, some of these movies are kind of fun to watch because they're so bad. What I'm mostly impressed by, look at his movies released for this year alone. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies that are coming out this year and potentially maybe three or two more, potentially. Um, That that might be his most in one year. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, I don't know. Like I, I have this obsession now where I want to go and kind of try to find these, these movies and watch them because I don't think they're going to be very good, but I just want to see Bruce Willis. Um, I want to see Bruce Willis being Bruce Willis and maybe he knew, maybe he knew he was getting sick and that's why he's like, Oh shit. I need to get as many movies out right now before i'm done i can't do it anymore so i think you hit the nail on the head right there peter i think he realized he was almost done and um he's like just release everything you can yeah that way he can make his own unbearable weight of massive talent (laughs) that would be great if he can come back and do something like that yeah uh but apparently he can't read things anymore so oh man if there was like one thing like if they're like gonna like remake one bruce willis like franchise like one movie of his um that's a good question and and he he comes back though as like a cameo quick cameo or something like maybe like what they did like in top gun you know with uh um what's his face val kilmer uh what would you pick a franchise or movie just either one, either one. Movie? I guess he doesn't. He really only has like one franchise, huh? Yeah, it'd be Die Hard. Um, movie, I would do. Uh, ah, I got it. Red. I'd want to see more Red. I think that was a fantastic movie series. Anyway, um, you got one and two um, movies, and um, I think they can redo that, and make that really sweet. Yeah, I like that. Red, Red is those are fun movies. I was gonna go with Armageddon. I want more asteroids coming to the <laughs> Earth. <laughs> oh, he died in that. Somehow he comes back. Somehow, they, 
Yeah, sometimes somehow he comes back. They clone him and they send him right back up to another asteroid. <laughs> oh my god, Pulp Fiction! We could do a Pulp Fiction. Yeah, or let's see where that where character was... went. The uh, The Last Boy Scout. That's a good one. The Last Boy Scout would be a good one. Yeah, that's a fun. There's but a Tony Scott's dead, movies dead, right? Yeah, yeah Tony yes, Scott died. yes, yeah. So I don't know. Sorry to see him go. Tony Scott or Bruce Willis? Both. Bruce Willis is still alive, Peter. (laughs) They're both gone from the movies. Apparently not. Apparently Bruce Willis can make movies till like 2023. Uh, Maybe let's start dubbing his voice or something. You just tell him to get up there and stand. James Earl Jones. Gee. What did they do? What is this? Oh, Darth Vader? Oh, hold up. <laughs> News, huh? Can you hear it crumbling? Oh, I can make funny noises. Um, yeah, news. So, uh, speaking of news, um, one thing I'm kind of terrified is I think we've reached the point where movies, we don't need actors anymore or people with their voice. Uh, Disney has enough technology to deep fake people's faces and now their voices. Did you realize the Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, the voice they used for Mark Hamill was just auto-tuned clips of his voice? Uh, I think I did know that. I I I, kn- I was aware that Mark Hamill really didn't do anything, and I think there's even a thing saying that he wasn't even aware that he was in it. Yeah, uh, same thing. Earl gave him credit, but um, James Earl Jones as Darth Vader, like most of his lines in Obi Wan, were not actually voiced by James Earl Jones. So we don't need these actors anymore. Um, and deep fake technology is just, it's the, it's like 95% there. There's just that one little circumstance where it just looks weird. But other than that, I mean, we could probably just do high definition footage of 80s movies and just nobody would know the difference. Nobody would know just, the difference. I just like how you said, there's just this one little thing. It looks weird, <laughs> but everything else, it's great. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, everything else is great. Just. Like it's like the angle, like when they do a three quarter view, and the the angle of the height, the face is a little off. It just looks it's just that off. one weird. I, I hear yeah, it. Just, they're like very close to like perfection on that. But uh, I, I mean, it's, especially it's, I mean, you saw what they did with Luke Skywalker from the Mandalorian to Boba Fett, and it's like light years like better. It's crazy how good it is. In the matter of like ten seconds. Yes, yeah, I guess if you want to count is, months. <laughs> is that ten? Is ten seconds considered one light year in gay kisses? <laughs> Did I just create my own quantification there? I think so. I, I don't know the ratio between gay kisses to light years. <laughs> it's ten seconds, Peter. It's ten seconds. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, oh, I did not know that they were 
not actually getting James Earl Jones to come back and do that. That's it's kind of a little bit sad, isn't it? Like I'm kind of disappointed. Um, but I also it makes sense because it's not like he's saying like you know a lot of dialogue. He so. I wonder what he actually like is capable. He's what ninety three years old, right? Is he? Is that James? Oh. I don't know his age. Ninety one, uh, dude. He's ninety one okay. years old. Yeah, but did he, his- he he came back and did the voice in like the Lion King? Like that was just a couple years ago. Like his voice has not changed. It's still amazing. Yeah, dude. Dude, James Earl Jones' first movie was Doctor Strangelove. Wow. Wow. 1964. Holy crap. That's crazy. What a what an amazing act, uh, thespian. Um speaking of um Okay, let's get into some news. Um uh, James Bond producer says the next film will reinvent 007. I put this on here because Peter, how many times do we see this every time a new James Bond movie is coming out? They always have to try and justify, like, oh no, this one's gonna be completely different. Oh no, this one's gonna be complete. This one's gonna make James Bond James Bond again. Oh my god, every single time, and then we just get crap. So to this uh, news, I don't believe it. Yeah, I thought they were done with this. To be honest, right? I thought they were done with doing 007 movies at least with daniel craig are you saying this is like this is the new one this is beyond daniel craig is that what you're this is what's happening now yes james bond producer barbara broccoli that's actually her name um is saying this is a reinvention of bond and it's the next chapter in the bond franchise and it'll be at least two years before the next film even begins filming the same shit we hear over and over and over. And then regarding who could take over Craig, nobody's in the running. There's more news about who is going to be James Bond and how they're going to reinvent James Bond than the James Bond movies themselves. And I'm just kind of over that crap. I mean, didn't they kind of do the same thing with Daniel Craig when he took over? Like, oh, man, this is a new James Bond. Like, it's going to be James Bond like you never seen before, right? <laughs> Isn't exactly. that what they do? That's exactly what they did. And it just made me want more Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, bring him back. This yeah. also just kind of makes me like, are we done with James Bond? Like, should we just all like jump ship and go to go to Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible? You know, yes. go to that spy thriller, or jump ship from there and go to Fast and the Furious? <laughs> Dude, if they miss, like, I don't understand why there's not a Jurassic World slash Mission Impossible slash Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Spy movie. Oh, throw some spy kids in there. I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, they are doing that, right? They are um, uh, rebooting the spy All kids. Of those? I think they're rebooting the spy kids. <laughs> spy middle adult. It. Yeah, they're going to reinvent <laughs> it again. It's going to be like spy kids. Like, we never seen them before. Oh, they're gonna be like not kids and not teenagers, but they're gonna be in their mid thirties. Cool. Spy adults. <laughs> spy adults. Spy regular people. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, uh spies with everyday lives. 
<laughs> that take care of their kids and shit. But the kids do not become spies, though. They make sure of that. Yeah, yeah they just they don't make sure. No. Yeah, they, they, they succeed where like the Spy Kids series fell short because those parents also tried to like keep their kids from being spies. Yeah, they just sucked at that, and they didn't watch their kids very well, and they got captured. So, um, was that the whole be point of Spy Kids? I never saw them. Yeah, pretty much. It's like their their parents are spies, or at least one of them's a spy, and then they get captured, and they gotta like step up. I'm like, all right, gotta go save the, the parents. That's the whole premise, you know. Ish. It changes spy from the twenty different spy parents. Yeah. Um, what's the next piece of news? <clears throat> Deadpool three writers have one demand: who to cast as MCU's Wolverine. And the reason I bring this up, there's been a lot of talk about MCU's Wolverine, um, lately. So it it seems to be in the mixing. So I wonder if something is going to happen during Thor: Love and Thunder, or because we didn't see it in Doctor Strange, but. Um, two pieces of this. I thought Ryan Reynolds was pissed off at Disney and was not making Deadpool three. Is he all good with them now? Yeah, they they uh, they smooth things over. Also, do you remember? I think we reported this a while ago. Is that they like kind of like went to new writers from Bob's Burgers that has since changed. And they went back to the original writers. And I think that was probably one of the things that Ryan Reynolds was like really pissed off about. Um, so I'm, I, I, that's great news to me. Just the fact that the original writers are back and they all say like, we're not changing a thing. The tone of Deadpool, it's going to be radar like Disney. They, they have said that Disney's has acknowledged that that's what they're going to do. Um, so now the fact that they got the original writers back, I you know I think they're in good hands, and I, I hope Disney is smart enough to leave well enough alone, you know, and just kind of step back and let them do their thing. So, oh, okay, well, good. I'm glad they're um, cool. Do they have like I mean, someone that they want to be Wolverine? Oh, you ready for this? Back to the news piece is it's just got to be someone who's shorter this time. So maybe Zach Galifianakis or Patton Oswald. That's who they picked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if they do that, that'd be pretty damn funny just for Deadpool 3. You know, there's no way in hell that would be like actual Wolverine. <laughs> that'd be pretty damn funny. Like a um, multiverse Wolverine of Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're going to be seeing Wolverine anytime soon, to be honest. I think two more years. Two more years. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, news was kind of weak this week, but... um, Oh, this one's a good question. Have MCU fans... Um, gotten too invested in the bigger picture. I was wondering this, and maybe you can elaborate on this. I don't know what you're going to review, but if you ever watch Doctor Strange, but um, like you go into that movie like expecting like this whole worldly view of the MCU, and you kind of get lost in the original movie. So, 
do you think that's kind of happening with um, MCU fatigue is you're not watching the movie for what it is, but you're like looking for other clues and hints to what's going to happen in the future? Uh, for me personally, I do not do that. Um, I, I don't, I, I'm not that type of person. Like, like I'm, I'm still probably not on board with whatever they're doing for this new phase. What phase are they on? Five now? Four. Oh, they're still on four? They just started four. Oh, like, I don't know. So far, like, <laughs> phase four, like... It's weird. It's just, yeah, it's just odd. I I haven't seen anything that's, like, like really impressed me. Like, I just feel like, how are they going to pull this all together? So in regards to just, like, invest in the bigger picture it's just more like how are they going to pull this off because i do have faith that they're going to be able to do this and it's actually be something that i probably enjoy but as far as like the movies they've and series they have like released since end of like end game i i you know they're just okay you know that's where i'm at right now everything's just been okay like i haven't been blown away though like i was uh, with you know back in probably like phase like phase three you know those movies were like blowing me away for the most part there was you know there's obviously a handful that like yeah it didn't do it for me but um i don't think i've been blown away yet with all these new movies sean she's probably the only one that's come close maybe because that was uh there was a lot more to that than i i expected so True. Very good point. Um, I don't know. I I feel like Disney is kind of preparing for the younger generation because by the time these movies come out, you and I are going to be well in our, our mid-40s. And well, I think... Phase five or phase... Yeah, phase five, right? Yeah, dude. So they have to start preparing for their future and the I think that's why we're getting shows like Miss Marvel and and stuff that are tailoring more towards kids so these kids can relate to these characters. Because that's my biggest concern is, like, at some point, I'm not going to be interested in a Fantastic Four movie. Or I'm going to lose interest in, you know, a Falcon movie or a Captain, whatever, Captain, whatever his stupid name is. But um, at some point, I just literally just need to see the X-Men for me to be vested back into Disney. So... Is that true though? I mean, I'm just. Oh, why would I? Why would I lie? Why would I lie, Peter? <laughs> you, you lie all the time. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like I know I've talked about, like I've gotten a little bit fatigued, and like I, I see it coming. But at the same time, I, I still enjoy these movies, and I know a lot of older people that enjoy these movies. So unless they just really start sucking that's when I'm not going to see them. And I'm just saying that they're like, to me, they're in a little bit of a slump right now. And I hope they can, you know, write the ship. And I don't know. I, I I'd have to go and like, I don't know if the numbers are showing it, you know, they still got a lot of things that are worthwhile. Like I'm like super excited for Thor love and thunder coming out. Like I, I hope that's good. Guardians of the galaxy volume three. I'm super excited about that. Ant-Man and the Wasp, the, the new one for that one. Um, you know, there, there's still some stuff that I'm super excited about, 
But if they just blow it on all these, then, you know, I, I don't know. But there's going to be a kick-ass trailer for, like, X-Men or Fantastic Four. And you know, like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go see it. You know, that's just <laughs> what happens. I'm going to be, like, 50. Be like, do I have any kids where I can take to this? <laughs> it's like, never mind. I'll go by myself. Okay. That's right. So, okay. Um, so this, so they say this is phase four. Four ends in 2023. And it's going to end, looks like, with Fantastic Four. That's like the last movie that's slated to come out with this. Um, yeah. I, um, how long did Phase 3 last? Phase 3 lasted, what, three years? Yeah. Phase 2016 to 2019. Yep. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I mean, phase three is kind of when I started realizing that they were doing these in phases anyway. So yeah. I don't know. I phase just hope they, uh, <clears throat> they just gotten so much bigger. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. So there's like 11 movies with phase three. Oh, I guess it still is 11 movies, but now you have all these te- television series, which, Dude, they're saying there's going to be like 14 different television series. Like, you know, maybe maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's why I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they're just they're they're going too thin on this, and they're they're focused way too much on like these series, and maybe not enough with uh, you know the films. Uh, I don't. We can get into this more because. I got a Marvel movie to review. What? Um, I this, know. this piece, um, are you caught up on Stranger Things, Peter? No. Okay. Um, I didn't know Robert England was in the series, but now when I realized I read this article, I realized who he was. Um, he completely blew his audition, audition for a completely different Stranger Things character, but they cast him as... X character if you're not up to speed won't tell you but it's pretty cool to see Robert England in it like you recognize him right away no I didn't actually hmm okay yeah until I, I heard... read this article and I was like oh that, that's him duh I, yeah I've heard that he's in this but I'm only like maybe three episodes in and I don't know if I've seen him though you have not okay all right, well, I'll be waiting for that. I don't. So far, it's been really good, but we can again. I'm sure we'll probably talk about that maybe later. Um, let's get into the meat, Ryan. Are you sure or, you don't want to get into this? <laughs> we got it, Lardy. Yeah. Well, can I tell you something funny, Peter? Yeah. So, um, I did a, a car dad's podcast. Uh-huh. And one of the guys had to leave midway through. And I was like, shoot, I don't have intermission music. And I was on the board, I was like, boop! Sweet ad music. Nice. <laughs> and they're uh, like, this is really catchy. I was like, well, you know, if you want to follow us a little bit more, you can follow me on B Movies Beyond, B Movies <laughs> Beyond on Twitter, B Movies Beyond Instagram. And uh, what are you doing? I said, my ad spot. I'm doing my ad spot for B-Movies and Beyond, so 
So this is the time where I get to promote B-movies and beyond, all things B-movie related, and movies, trailers, news, reviews, stupid questions, great questions, um, underwater vampires. Um, Ooh, and don't watch... They have not done that subgenre yet. Underwater vampires. And um, remake... Sh- uh, street Sharks? So uh, that's enough ad. Oh, do you got something to say? How do you want to support the show? Go our website, bmoviesbeyond.com. Woo! I let that loop way too long. <laughs> that's the issue with that one. All right. Click it, it, loops Ryan. Really, it loops really well. You're like, when does this end? And you forget that it doesn't end. But um, here's the meat. Oh. Reviews! Oh, Again! Rev- <laughs> uh, since Whoa. we're kind of like sorry i'm just really gassy today um what's making me gassy peter eating some taco bell mexican pizzas are they can you get them finally no i was my wife is, if you were gonna lie oh my <laughs> wife is super pissed off about it so um why, since, why release since, something if you can't even have it they they fucked up, man. Talk about they yeah, don't know what they're doing. Uh, all right. So, uh, speaking of Marvel MCU, I finally got around to watching Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. It's streaming now on Disney Plus, so everyone can has access to this now. Like. I feel like there's no excuse not to watch this movie. Um, because that was my excuse because I didn't go to a movie theater to watch it. I needed to wait to <laughs> my house. Uh, and, and so it just came out, what, last last week? And I, I just got to, I mean, my initial thoughts were just, Huh. <laughs> And this goes back to what I was just talking about with the MCU is that this movie was just okay. And I was super excited about this movie. And I think I even lowered my expectations from when you reviewed it, Ryan, like you saw it and you were kind of like, you, you said it was good, but like, it wasn't like great. Right. I should have went back and re-listened to yours. No, you're right. It was it was good. I mean, I think everybody had really high expectations for this movie. But then at the end of the day, it was just another Sam Raimi movie. Like, it fit all the pieces to be a Sam Raimi movie. Well, but there's nothing wrong with that, though. There's nothing wrong with this, like, with a Sam Raimi movie. Like, I like that. I like the elements of him. I did, too. That's where we're on the same page, but the the movie as a whole, like people expected way too much from it. Uh, well, but here's the thing: you had the title is Multiverse of Madness, and pretty much the movie is only in two different verses, right? They're mm-hmm. only in two different spots for majority of the movie. 
They have a long sequence. I shouldn't say long sequence, but they have a sequence. Like, like a light year? Yeah, like a light year. Yeah, <laughs> like 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, where they traveled through, like, you saw these different things as they're falling through various multiverses, which that was pretty fun. But when I was like thinking about this movie and like the multiverse of madness, like I was thinking of like, like the extremes, like I wanted them to bounce from verse to verse to verse. You know, I, I wanted to see all this different stuff and how like various characters would be perceived in, in different universes. Like, like that's what I was hoping for. And you don't really get that. You get one other multiverse and which is so cool, but they, they go into that. You get your cameos, which are fun. Um, I mean, is it too, is it too soon to spoil some of this stuff? No. I want to talk. I, okay. Hey, that's what I'm going to do. Spoiler right now, guys, if you don't want to hear about Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, Turn it off. Uh, come back for Ryan later. <laughs> uh, but I gotta say, I was all on board for like having like uh, John uh, Karansky do uh, Mr. Fantastic. After seeing him in this movie, I don't want that. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I was wow. The people okay. were wrong. The people were wrong. He, he. I don't think he was that great at it. Like I think they need to uh, find some nobody. I. I so I think the fans were wrong. He looks the part. I don't think he acted the part, though. Do you think it's because the other Fantastic Four wasn't there? No, I don't. Dude, there's this. There's something about him and how like it. That all that really seemed like phoned in. Everyone that was playing like their other characters, especially his. Like I almost felt like they weren't even all there together. And that he did that on some green screen. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, I don't know. Like, I, like I, they wanted to do a fan justice, but it didn't Peter, work. Peter. Yeah. That's how I feel all of his performances are. <laughs> See, I, I don't know. Everything he's ever done, dude, I always feel like he's just phoned in. Like, he, that's why he works so well in the office because. You could tell he's just like doing this interview style, but that's his acting method, dude. Like when he was crying movie, I was just like, dude, he just doesn't seem like he's there. Um, I don't know. I like the guy. But... I like the guy too, but like he just, he seems like he's always green screened in. He's like the um, Crystalia of uh, that one movie that came out. <laughs> <laughs> army of the dead <laughs> army of the dead yeah they just uh, i think you uh, had a nail, the nail on the head that's just his acting method i think I he just I, feels there's other things i've seen him in where i've really enjoyed his acting so i'm not gonna say that for everything <laughs> this one just it it felt like like he wasn't interacting with anyone like that was the impression i got so I, I don't know if he was actually there ever on set. So um, anyways, like that whole part, like, like these parts, these big things like were like, you know, like they didn't like, they didn't make me go like, Oh shit, that was awesome. You know, like 
probably the things that were just more Doctor Strange related were more exciting to me. Like I liked when he was interacting with himself a lot. Every single time that Doctor Strange ran into another Doctor Strange, that was entertaining to me. I thought because uh, Benedict, man, he he went all out on that shit, man. When he played someone else, like it felt like a full-fledged character that he thought out, and I was impressed by that. Every single one. And I love, again, spoilers, guys, the end where he he makes, he goes into a zombie uh, Doctor Strange. Like, that was that was a fun thing. Um, something, though, that uh, I, I thought was kind of amusing and I didn't really think about uh, uh, Kaiden. Um, actually, he got me this for Father's Day. I got the Eye of Agamotto, um, which I'm wearing right now while I'm doing this review. Um he was, he told me because I was talking to him about this movie. He's like, "Why is Doctor Freeze or Doctor Freeze? Doctor Strange always gets his ass kicked, man. Like he really didn't stop anything in this movie. If you think about it, he got beat up and stopped every single time. And um, you know, he re- someone else solved all the issues. If you really think about it, he didn't really solve anything. He had other people do it." He might have encouraged some people, but I don't know. For a Doctor Strange movie, like he seems like he didn't do too much. He was mostly running most of the time. So, um, with Batman, yeah, he's like Batman, absolutely. The what was the other? Oh, the other thing too. Like I felt like this was very rushed. It was, um the fact that they just like instantly get into the fact that like, Hey, I'm going to go see a uh, Scarlet witch because there's some runes on this creature. And then you have a little interaction with her. Oh, I'm the bad guy. Ha ha ha. I'm going to get you. And, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then it's her just coming after him all the time, which I, I will say, I thought it was really cool to kind of see her as the bad guy. I thought that was really cool and, uh, entertaining and just seeing how she uh, utilized all her powers to like, to the extreme, you know, um, I enjoyed that part of it as well. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to bitch about is the fact that uh, the very, very end where you have this classic Sam Raimi, like ending where like everything's all great. And then all of a sudden, like he pops up to that third eye, right? And he starts yeah. freaking out and then it g- cuts to the credits. You know, that was such a great, like that's Sam Raimi, right? You had that little twist where like everything's not hunky dory, but then they go to the fucking, uh, uh, mid credit scene and it's right back to like, uh, you know, that third eye thing that I was so scared about at the end of the movie that I, I tricked you. It's not that big of a deal. I, I accepted it and we're, we're fine. And I'm going to go on some other new mission, you know, some galaxy quest thing with this, with Cameron, uh, with, uh, uh Charlie's Theron, Charlie's Theron. Yes. She's, She's jumping from, from yeah. Yeah. Jumping from fast and furious over to MCU now. So, Oh, and she's in the boys too. Mm-hmm. So, um, um do, so, okay. Well, I, I would, hang on. I, I complain a lot about <laughs> this film, but at the same time, I want to say, though, is that 
I think it's still very entertaining. And I've been reading about like uh, people just saying like how they hate it the first time uh, or at least didn't enjoy it. And then they go back and rewatch it. And I, I think it is, this movie is fun enough and I think it deserves a, a rewatch uh, you know, and, and, and I think that will help you to just kind of accept it for what it is. Like, I don't think it topped, um, the first movie. I really liked the first Dr. Strange. Um, but this is like, you almost have to let go of that and just accept that. Like kind of what you're saying, this is now like a Sam Raimi movie with Marvel involved with it and just kind of go with it and just, you know, and I think it's probably to me also more enjoyable just watching at home. You know, I, I think I, I felt like I might have been very disappointed if I saw this in the movie theater. Cause I'd be like, like that was it. Like, it's not what I wanted. Um, I feel like Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness should have been a series. This should have gone to Disney plus and been like a six episode arc where each episode was in a different multiverse. Like that's how they should have done this. Like they should have had Wanda chasing them through the multiverses. Uh, like that's what I wanted to see. So I, uh, I think uh, it was a little, a mismark by Marvel, but still didn't they make that series with WandaVision? Well, no, not per se. If anything, you'd probably say uh, Loki was more like that. Um, it was what if Loki and uh, WandaVision and this movie encompass all of them all at once, but they um, they um, they they did everything shortened. Yeah, it was like it was rushed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it and it wasn't like big or anything. Like I never, and that's the other part too. Like there wasn't anything that was like like world threatening or multiverse threatening, you know, if you really think about it, it it wasn't that it was Wanda and that was it. And Wanda just wanted to be a mom. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's all she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I gotcha. There's a lot of cool moments. It's just, it it definitely, it it lacked is it's just the okay. Marvel movie. That's it. And I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by it because I thought it had everything it needed. Sam Raimi, multiverses, madness, Elizabeth Olsen. I mean, it had everything it needed. <laughs> so, uh, but still, check it out. <laughs> so while you were while you were looking that up, um, while well, while you were reviewing that movie, I was looking up fan cast for the Fantastic Four who would pair up with a. Uh, John Krasinski. However, I stumbled upon who would fit the bill for Wolverine. And number four right now is Danny DeVito. I don't know why. Because he's short. Because <laughs> he's short and he could do Berserker like nobody's business. Yeah. They, they don't even have a good cast for it. Like they have Tom Hardy, Taron Edgerton, Hugh Jackman, and Danny DeVito. It's like, okay, are you guys just messing with us at this point? Dan- Hugh Jackson is back in there, <laughs> but a shorter really version is. of him, shorter him. He's yeah. going to be on his knees. <laughs> He's going to be CGI short. Yeah. Um, nice. P- Peter, 
Peter. Ryan. Yes, Ryan. My movie you can watch on Paramount Plus. And it is called Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Now, this is a sequel to Beavis and Butthead Do America, um, which was a theatrical release back in, like, I don't know, 97 or something like that. Um, let me just say this. This is my biggest problem with movies that are released on streaming services is they don't feel like movies. They feel like just long TV episodes. The way this movie started, it started like an episode of Beavis and Butthead from 1998. Like there was no intro music. There was no like theatrical like cuts or anything that that you usually get from like a buildup of an actual movie. You never got any of that in this movie. You literally, I felt like I was watching a long Beavis and Butthead movie or uh, Beavis and Butthead episode. Yeah. Um, like even, you know, in movies, like big budget movies, you get um, songs to go with it, bands. I, I mean, dude, Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and Beavis and Butthead do America are synonymous with each other in, in when I th- hear that song, I think Beavis and Butthead do America. When I think Beavis and Butthead do America, I think of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore and red hot chili peppers. Like that's this movie had none of it, but what I will tell you is do they have missed a beat with these two characters? They are literally stuck in the same mindset that they always have been They They're trying to score, they're just two horny teenagers and the whole premise is they go to space because they spend hours like fitting this rocket piece in and out of a hole for like 18 hours. And they, and then NASA is just like, these kids are perfect. They'll, they'll knock it out of the park. No problem. However, good beefs and buttheads fashion, they, they somehow mess it up and then it just spirals down and then they eventually go through a black hole and you think you're going to get your own multiverse of madness in Beavis and Butthead, but it just time travels them to current time. And then they have the same mindset. All they want to do is go score with this like governor that was an astronaut with them in the past. It's funny because <laughs> they did. I mean, I'm trying to recollect like how dumb this movie was like, they hand them a cell phone. Um, they think it's a mini TV and they steal it from this person and they learn how to pay with pay for food. But here's the thing, like everything around Beavis and Head there, it makes everybody else more dumb. Like the FBI agents think they're aliens, you know, or they're time travelers. Here's the one weird thing about this movie that was completely different than any Beavis and Butthead episode was they did have a multiverse version of themselves which were intelligent beings of beefs and butthead trying to tell them to go to a time portal um everything played out pretty it played like a long episode i mean this is one of those things where you watch late night i would never send this to a movie theater like they did the original one was it funny was it relevant yeah it was and when you got the little bit of jokes about how what kind of characters they were back in the late 90s versus how the times have changed now, it's pretty funny. They do some pretty funny stuff. So <clears throat> it it doesn't 
go into this movie with really low standards and leave this movie with really low standards, but you're saying stupid things just like you did back in the day. That's what I would say about Beavis and Butthead. That's kind of what I I gathered from the trailer. You know, was the idea that it looked like it was just a lot of like segments kind of clipped together to make this overall premise. Like they just had the idea, like, hey, we want to go to space. What's funny about that? And they just took all these ideas and just made little segments, and then they just made into a just movie. <laughs> um, it's interesting though. Like, it's weird, isn't it? Weird how like Beavis and Butthead do America. Like that felt like a movie, right? Like it felt like a cinematic movie. Like it didn't feel like a long episode. But when you compare it to, you know, how many other like TV shows or like, you know, sitcoms that they get like a whole movie, like the Simpsons, it just felt like this is just a really long episode. I don't, I don't know what, yeah, same. Well, the bigger, better, like the musical one, like I felt like that was like an actual movie, you know? So, where is it where these studios have this movie formula and this long episode? As Evan used to say, the 345s, like, where do they get lost in this translation? Is it because that they want to adapt them for streaming services? I I don't know. That That's my question, too. Is why do you get the feel like this is a really long episode compared to, like, oh, man, that's a movie? Right. Like, I don't know if I can quite, you know, put my finger on what actually makes the difference. But you, like I said, like you see it between like Beavis and Butthead do America. And I mean, I haven't seen do America, do the universe yet, but it's just interesting that like, why does it work for this one, but not for this one? So. Well, I don't know. This is one of those movies where, if you got time to kill. However, it's long, dude. It's almost, I think it's almost like two hours and 15 minutes long. That is not what I like saw online. <laughs> um, it says it's a uh, hour and 27 minutes, man. <laughs> it felt way longer than that. <laughs> it must, that's really bad. If it felt like it was two and a half hours long. Jeez. Is it only that? That's what IMDb says. Hour 27. It must be, dude. Wow. Okay, what is that? That's 345s. This could have been a miniseries, and they could have just created a whole season of this. God, Evan is so right. Oh, um, man. Well, but you if you don't want to kill. Yeah, I mean, watch it. If you, if you watch Beavis and Butthead when you were a kid... Enjoy the hell out of it. I mean, it sounds like it, it made you laugh, so... Um. My favorite was uh, White Privilege. When they start talking about that joke, oh my gosh. Those two idiots do not know what they're talking about with White Privilege, <laughs> but they they use it everywhere. It's hilarious. That's, that's great. All right, let's move on. All right, let's do it. Yes! Yes! Oh! Oh! Oh, oh God! I'll have what she's having. Uh, I'll go first. I'm ready. You didn't write yours down. I 
Yeah, you got to, man. Otherwise, you don't get to go first. Um, I've been watching the the Umbrella Academy season three. Just came out to Netflix. Um, and I I really love this series. Uh, I just it's so entertaining. I mean, like the opening, the first episode, the opening sequence, dude. They did like a uh, foot footless foot. Yeah, footloose like dance routine like dance off as like like they're trying to fight uh each other like like that's the type of like style of like what kind of show this is it is just so uh aware of itself and and how it can do and and the fact that it took it, ellen page turns into elliot page in this series and I thought they actually executed it very well where it's does not, you know, overpower anything. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's enough to like explain it. And then you just accept it and you move on. Right. Then it, then it, I like that. it yeah, they didn't shove it down anyone's oh. throat. Uh, and, and they made, and they made light of it too. Like it's, uh, it's really good. Um, I'm really digging this new season and I'm only like a few episodes in, but, uh, that's my recommendation. The Umbrella Academy. If you haven't watched the other seasons, watch them. They are, they're very fun. I was um, going to watch them. I watched one for a little bit of time, but I forgot about it. And then my ex was really into it. So we were supposed to watch them. Then apparently we didn't stay together long enough to watch that series. So I haven't seen them. Bummer. So I went off into the whole, I'm going to watch everything else besides Umbrella Academy, like <laughs> Invincible and The Boys and, and like, you know, <laughs> The Boys, Herogasm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my recommendation. I, if you don't watch any other Boys episodes, just watch Herogasm. You'll get into it. Uh, dude, and the way that Amazon promotes their social media for this series they 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 do worlds above what Disney does for the MCU. They literally they get you involved in the characters, the what Vought is, and I do it again. I just can't recommend it enough. Uh, did I recommend Stranger Things? Uh, no. That's where I'm gonna go. Stranger Things. So because the next one is coming up, um, this weekend. It's coming out this weekend. So catch up on the rest of Stranger Things so you can watch that one. But, Peter, you know yes. what else we got? Zach. We are the champions. Yeah. We are the champions. No time for losers. Because we, we are, are the champions. champions. But they have to go and got win in Tampa. I know. Wow. Well, it's to prevent the riots over here because um, I don't know if you were near downtown Friday, but there was a weird ominous feeling that, like, dude, if the Avs were going to win the Stanley Cup at home, there will be blood downtown Denver. And I think conspiracy theory, I think I think the mayors of each city said, hey, um, give it one more game. We don't need we don't need uh, riots tomorrow tonight. So. I can see that. I I did feel like a Friday night 
and the abs if they won it was going to be chaos but uh it would have been really sweet that if they went they won in in colorado because i mean dude like it's not the same thing man they win in the other in tampa like the crowd's not like they're not going nuts they're just like oh shit (laughs) you know they just leave crowd leaves and you just watch them celebrate you know like if that was at the ball arena dude it would have been nuts and it would have been so fun to watch but uh they still pulled it off yes sir and it was a good series and we played broken injured battered and uh, i mean we clear cut winners of the stanley cup and we deserved it and we dented it right away which go abs (laughs) yeah uh go abs so uh thanks everyone for listening uh We will see you next week with another exciting episode of B-Movies and Beyond! (laughs) Woo!.com We don't .com, do we? How come when I do the outro, like, there's no hiccups? I don't know. What is this? Steps. 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 Steps.